Hey guys, welcome to WWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everyone. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about She-Hulk Episode 3. We've actually evolved seen it. So that's uh, pretty cool. We'll have a lot to say on it. Uh, we'll also discuss some news. I did want to say, um, did you guys see Samaritan yet? The trailer? No, Samaritan is on Amazon Prime. And it's... I, I didn't because I started to watch The Rings of Power. Oh, is that on now? That's yeah. on right now. Yeah. I watched the first 15 minutes of it, which I need to rewatch again. It's a, it's a, it looks very cool, mm -hmm. um, but that the first 15 minutes is like a major info dump. And um, there's a lot packed into that 15 minutes. So uh, just as it did the credits and started to move into, you know, introducing the stories like in a slower pace, um, I had to stop. But uh, it looked really, really pretty good. Okay. Now, I mean, I'm curious. Again, I know that it's been getting a lot of negative or hate online for some people, but I'm going to give it a shot. You know, see what I think. Similar to She-Hulk, right? Yeah. I know that was getting a lot of hate. That's That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel that there's just a lot of shows to watch now i mean there's that now she hulk i heard that there's also the house of dragons now for fans of game of thrones mm -hmm. i mean there's just a lot yeah and uh andor is coming up that as well well i'm not i'm no i have no interest in that one because i never watched game of thrones but no I'll, I'll give this first episode of rings of power is it rings of power is that what it's called yeah i think uh yeah yeah. I think it's the first two episodes are on tonight. What are they? Are they like an hour each? I guess. I didn't get through watching all one. Okay. Well, uh, so like I was saying, I, I, I didn't finish Samaritan. I just started watching it. And it's Star Sylvester Stallone, where he plays a superhero called Samaritan. You know, he meets a young boy. Apparently, the guy is missing for a while. And this boy thinks that He's Samaritan, who's kind of like a Captain America type. Uh, it's interesting so far, but the beginning opens up like with like a comic book sort of intro, like where it's a combination of hand drawn and and live action. And it looks really cool. Um, but it's the intro, you know, like the, the very intro tells the story of Samaritan. So it's like him and his brother. He, he has a twin brother. And uh when they were younger, uh, they had these powers and I guess the, uh, the people in the town don't like them. They think they're freaks. So they burn down their house, their parents die, but his brother and he survive. So Salome becomes the Samaritan who's like a captain America type. And his brother becomes nemesis who is like a punisher type, I think. He, he might be a little bit of a villain. I'm not sure, but I think they're twin brothers. So I think that 
if both of them are going to show up, it's going to be Stallone. Um, and I think, and I've only seen like maybe 20 minutes of it. I have a feeling that Stallone is not the Samaritan, that he's nemesis and that the kid has it wrong, you know, that nemesis might've had felt bad. Cause the, the story is that nemesis lures Samaritan into this fight and he ends up killing him and they both die. But I have a feeling that nemesis survives. He kills his brother and then he feels guilty about the whole thing. And so he kind of goes away, but he becomes more of a good person, but we'll see. But so far it's pretty good. I, I actually am enjoying it. I, I don't think it's something I would watch over and over again. It's a movie. Yeah. I was going to ask, cause it sounds like a series, but it's a movie, right? <laughs> no, it's a movie. It's flowing pretty good. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm probably going to watch that when we're done and probably rings of power tomorrow sometime. So uh, before we get started, I want to say to uh, Walt Vandiver had uh, emailed me and, and I, I think I passed this on to you guys that he said that there is a fathom events that is celebrating the 40th anniversary of the wrath of Khan. And uh, so they will be releasing it on the big screen starting this weekend, actually September 4th, September 5th and the 8th. Is it? It's the fourth. Fourth is Monday. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Is it Monday? I don't know. I'm checking. I get my days confused. Today's the first. It's a Thursday. No, fourth is a Sunday. Yeah, okay, Labor so Day is Monday. Okay, so Sunday, the fifth and the eighth. And um, he wanted to throw it out there, uh, especially for you, Fedra, since. Yes, I'm the newbie. <laughs> you hadn't seen the Wrath of Khan. You know, I mean. He thought maybe you might be interested in seeing it on the big screen. Uh, Supposedly, they're also re-releasing Jaws this weekend in 3D. I know. Charlie's got tickets. Oh. <laughs> That's his favorite movie. Oh, wow. He's going to go see it in the IMAX. I don't think I could see Jaws in the IMAX. I, even though I've seen it, I, I've probably seen it about 15 times. And I know it's coming. I just don't think I could take it. The music, the screaming, the blood, the suspense on the IMAX, just too much for me. <laughs> Information overload. But, uh, alrighty. So, I guess what, since we're all here and we've seen Hulk episode three, which is called. The People versus Emil Blonsky. And I am amazed again that all three of us have seen it. So I'll ask Fedra first. So, what did you think of the episode? Uh, I mean, I think more or less overall, I liked the episode of The Trial. I thought it was entertaining for sure. There's parts in there that were funny and it was kind of cool to see Wong kind of go through the circle and come in and, and be in court. Uh, but there were just other things that I thought were really unnecessary or also just part of the narratives. Do you want me to just talk about my rating or do you want me to go into that a little bit? Well, just uh, yeah, do your rating and then we'll kind of go over. Okay. <laughs> like a round table. I would say... Still number one, episode one is the strongest, not just mm -hmm. because Bruce is in it, but it's just there's a lot 
showing the the character development this was just more of like it, it was kind of like if law and order had like a comedic side to it so like to me it was just a, a court kind of episode like filler so we'll see what happens in the next one okay jack um there were parts of the episode that i thought were stronger than others um for example, I thought the parole he- hearing was very good. I don't really know why they wasted time on that other court case with the shape-shifting elf. Well, I can tell you, but uh, that was kind of that was kind of funny, but it really wasn't. I would have rather seen She-Hulk doing stuff than that storyline of. The guy who we met in the first episode, who's a jerk, um, Pug, be kind of comes her legal partner along the way. But this guy, I don't think this guy was quite the way they've drawn him in the comics. Uh, Pug in the comics looks almost sort of like a a former boxer. You know, his nose is a little bit wide. You know, oh yeah. Big. You know, he's like a former, just picture a boxer who went on to become a lawyer who's been in one too many fight. And that's the way he always seemed to me. But um, like I said, that whole subplot, that I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I thought it was kind of funny how they brought the wrecking crew in. This is the first time we've seen them in a Marvel story. Those uh, I didn't catch that in. at all. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I heard later on that they were the Wrecking Crew, but well, once I saw the crowbar, you know, and she made the joke of, "What did you guys do, Rob? A Asgardian construction site?" Then I'm like, "Oh, it's the Wrecking Crew," even though you know they haven't fully bulked up yet. But I hope we see them again as the bumbling villains i'm sure we will but it's all right so so what do you think i mean was this a strong episode or well that's where i'm torn i thought the parts with the parole heal hearing were strong but that was countered by the other lawsuit going on so if we just saw more of the parole suit and what the abomination has been up to and stuff I would have liked that a lot more. So it's kind of a middle of the road because parts of it were really good. Parts of it were just superfluous. Yeah, I think this one was the worst episode yet. I agree with Fedra. I think the first one was was pretty good. But I'm very concerned after seeing this episode that maybe all of the hate that we that I had defended or you know, the show against maybe they're right. It, it does come across at times that they do not like men and they are trying to push that envelope a little too much. And it, it's just weird how they do it. It's, I, I, I really didn't like this episode. And, and I, there's so many weird things that, that went on in this episode. Like, like Jack had said, the two different trials, we didn't need, that one trial for sure. But the reason why they put that in there 
how many times did they mention Megan the Stallion in, in that episode? I mean, at least 15, I would say. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of times. They wanted her on that show and they wanted to give her an excuse to be in there somehow. So they made up this. And they also, they also brainwash you with the amount of time so that later on, if you don't know her like I just did, I had to go Wikipedia to. to oh, so you didn't know her? She, no, not really. Now I know where she's from. And I don't, I don't like her. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll have a few things to say when you're done. <laughs> um, I've heard of her, but yeah, I think she's just, she's a rapper or whatever, but it's just like, she wasn't needed in it. it I kind of felt like one of the writers or more than one of the writers are like, I love Megan the Stanion. Is there any way let's get her in the show because she's so great and she's so wonderful or maybe and she just wanted on the show when they brought her in. Said, "Okay, it's possible that, that could have been played by anybody, any famous actress. No, it, it could have been musician could have been in that role. But I think the majority of people are like Fedra that they're like, well, who the hell is she? You know, it's it's just for a specific group of people. It's not like she was." Uh, Taylor Swift or no, but her song is Beyonce an awful lot. Oh yeah. I, you probably know her more than I do. I, I know the song. I don't know really? anything else about her. Jeez. Jack is hipper than I could ever imagine. I didn't know that you knew that. I mean, I knew, I always knew she was getting in a lot of trouble at times. She was getting into fights and all that. Um, but they all do. I, I swear yeah. that's part of the, uh, you know, the, rap. the setup. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go somewhere and you're going to fight with this one, you know, and make it as big a scene as you can. So it would be covered in all the papers, you know, all the gossip rags. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I agree with you. I, I don't think that that should have been there, but I think it was more as like a, a uh, water cooler moment because I know the two of you did not catch it because this was an after credit scene. But I did send you the video where she twerks with the She-Hulk in She-Hulk's office. I realize and, and, oh, I catched that it. the after credit scenes are in this movie, this series. I know that. Yeah. No, but you said you didn't see it. No, I caught it, but my mom was on the phone. So oh, it's okay. like I couldn't like hear what was being. But then I see Megan Stallion and She-Hulk twerking. I'm just like, all right, this is what we're seeing at the end. Okay, this is this is education. This is. Yeah. This is it, folks, you know? Well, well, yeah, you got to be super hip. <laughs> well, let's get into that, because th that really annoyed the hell out of me. You but know, you know what? I, I thought I thought it was funny when they were dancing and the boss walked through, but it, it was when they just pushed it too far with the twerking. You know, that they went for the yeah. close-up booty shot, you know? Well, my problem with it, and she makes this speech about being catcalled and all that, and that she doesn't want to be seen as a sexual object or anything like that by men. And then she's twerking with oh, Megan she's twerking in an office with the two of them hanging out. It's not like she went out in the lobby and was parading. They, they, what is it? They have windows. Yeah, that, her uh, office like, is all oh, glass, and they weren't standing against the glass doing it. They were all on. watching. But even so, it's like she's making one message in the first episode. And in the second message, she's making a completely opposite. Like in the first episode, if she said, 
if guys came up to her and they catcalled and, and she said something like, well, I, I just said, well, geez, thanks, guys. I'm flattered. And then she did that. That would make sense because that is her character, you know, like where she's a little flirty at times. She likes attention. But for her to stink about like how men are making catcalls and then she starts doing something sexual in her office so that everybody can see her do it. It's that not that like, everybody it's, it's, could yes. see her Fedra do said, it. Fedra the thing is me. made of glass. It's glass. There's no, okay, then what there's are, no what covering. Are creeping around looking in our windows with telescopes from outside. Jack, you've worked in corporate. Come on. Yes, I have. And I've seen stuff that goes on in offices much worse than someone twerking. Well, I'm just saying that as my point that if something if something's going on, somebody's watching somebody, you know? Yeah, but I think I think that that's a it's little hypocrisy. overboard. If she was out in the middle of Grand Central Station doing it, that'd be one thing. But she was in her office with the celebrity of the moment. Well, this, the series dancing. isn't over yet. She still might do that. Uh, mm, I, I don't know. If she does that, then you have a leg to stand on, Joe. But in the meantime, you don't. Well, I, I still think I have a leg to stand on. Uh, you know, it, it's just I felt it was unnecessary. I think, like, again, it was a water cooler moment because that's all anybody's talking about. It's similar to like when Loki was bisexual. No one knows anything about what that episode was about but all they could say is like did you hear loki was bisexual oh my god and then they're like did you hear she hulk was twerking with megan the stallion oh my god i hate when they do that because it doesn't add anything to the show whatsoever they're just looking for a water cooler moment they're looking to shock the audience and i think it's a lot of bs and i don't like it well i mean i i get you know the the entertainment yeah, of it being and they're dancing it's terrible and being primal, you know, because it is primal. And the only way I know this is because I was watching uh, a documentary earlier this week about uh, the original hip hop of New Orleans. And in New Orleans, twerking was actually called bounce because the women, you know, would bounce. Mm -hmm. and, and so that was going on in the club and they were shaking their thing. You know, for what? For attention. So I I really agree with Joe at this point, not because it's Joe, but it's it's just how I personally you know feel. It's, it's not. <laughs> oh, she agrees with me because she's normal. We know. We know. I'm normal, but I, I just I do see the juxtaposition here where it, it, it looks like a double standard. Like to me, they they're in court. She's regular. Jane Walters, right? So she's not, you know, strong She-Hulk, right? But she's making all these, you know, hits with the court and proving this or that to win the case. But then she's She-Hulk with Megan. And like at the end, she's like, oh, I'll do anything, you know, Megan, I'll kill for you. And Megan's like, oh, relax, you know, and then they're dancing and twerking. And it's like they're making this illusion, like all of a sudden She-Hulk is friends with Megan when in the real world. Would she really be hanging out with Megan Stallion? No. no, she wouldn't because she well, looked so you, at. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you make a good point. Why the hell is she in her human form when she's doing her lawyer thing? Didn't they hire her specifically because they wanted to portray her as the She-Hulk? I don't understand that at all. Well, and to me, it just doesn't. To me, it's the opposite of strength. 
Like, I, I really don't like, you know, the, you know, women in entertainment, you know, I, I don't find it real. You can say all you want that that's empowering. No, I don't think you having the most perfect straight haircut with your layers and layers of makeup, your nails that look like freaking vampires and your cut up suit with your chains and you just shaking your you know what, you think that that empowers you. It doesn't. You look like a primal animal shaking whatever you want to get attention. Whereas if you were truly empowered as a woman, you wouldn't need to do that. The sheer movement of the way that you walk would show that you are powerful and you know who you are. That's why I liked seeing Jane Walters as the lawyer. She came in, she's doing her job, she's getting it done, and she's going to win. Like, that's empowering. Not, oh, I got to dance in my office like a girl, a girl, Ooh, shaking my thing. Look at me. Get, get out of here. Like, you're not in college, okay? You're supposed to be a lawyer. You're supposed to be professional. And fine, if that makes me sound old school, then fine. But you know what? You don't ever see me. Go on my YouTube or my Instagram. You will never see me wearing that. I don't have vampire nails. I have pretty damn long hair. But I don't have it like scrunched up with big bows and I don't talk about my you know what. I don't talk about my junk and shake my junk because you know what? That's not what defines me. That's not what a woman is. That's not empowering a woman. Sorry, I got to get up on this soapbox because everybody's talking about that. And, you know, why in the other courtroom were they making Dennis, even though he's, you know, a jerk? Why are they making him so weak? It's very, it's very true that there are toxic women out there that can lie, that can steal, that can take everything from you. And, and now all of a sudden they have to show this white, pathetic man in the other court. I don't like that either. Why couldn't he be Latino or black or any or Asian? Why did he have to be white? And I'm going to point that out because we keep saying that here on this show, that we keep seeing that white males in these shows are somehow weak or, or pathetic. And all of a sudden, uh, a, a woman has to save the day. And it's like, that's not reality. Like, if that's what's going to make you feel good at night to watch this series, fine. But that's not reality. And I, I'm not going to buy it. I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, excellent. Excellent. I like what you had to say. It's just, it's so weird. I just think it's the writing. I think that, you know, the women that are writing this show, because it's all women, they are, they are trying to push an agenda now. They want to push the fact that they, that all women are oppressed, which isn't true. Some are, I will say, and some do have the problems that Jen had mentioned in the first episode for sure. And it's, it's not right, but they're not the only people in this world that are oppressed it's uh everybody not everybody but it it oppression doesn't discriminate with race gender or sexual orientation uh and when i say for what they what they call oppressed there are people that have a heck of a lot worse yeah i guess that's their definition of oppressed yeah but but i wanted to bring up a point too that I, i was thinking about this today it's why are they always pushing this Marvel? You know, like how they're if they're they're, they're treated differently as men because Captain Marvel pointed it out. Um, you know, Jen has definitely pointed it out. Who else am I thinking of? Uh, Miss Marvel. 
Wanda mentioned it to Doctor Strange, but you don't see that coming from Wonder Woman. You don't see that coming from Jean Grey in the X-Men movies. Why is Marvel pushing that just constantly? I think it's ridiculous. It's, it's almost like, well, we have to mention this, that it's a man's world and it shouldn't be a man's world, that, that, that we're victims of the, you know, the decisions that men make. And if, if we were more in charge of things, it would be a better world. And I'm not saying that's, that's not true, but I, I just think that they push it a little too hard. And I think that they should want to be, if they want to be treated as equals amongst the superheroes, don't be ragging on them is my point. Or, you know, the male counterparts uh, just try to be a superhero, try to be like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, again, she does not complain that she is a, a woman and that, you know, Superman held a door open for her one day, you know, she's just a superhero and that's all you should be. Don't, don't go on this big tangent of having to explain how, how horrible this country is uh, because Again, some people do have a bad, some people have a good. Anyway, that, that's my soapbox moment. It's like they need to calm down on, you know, the messages that they're pushing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it too, that when, you know, She-Hulk is all in social media, they were showing like comments and like how those guys like ganged up on her at the end, you know, almost like what's happening in real life you know, cancel culture and also like all the emojis and all the reactions of her and, and how her, uh, you know, assistant is saying like, oh, well, you need to get in front of this. You need to have an interview. And Jane's just trying to quote unquote, be normal again, when we know that's not going to happen. It's like, I, I don't like having those messages because it's again, perpetuating this narrative into the reality that, you know, this could happen to you, you know, you can be talked about and it's all about being liked or all about being disliked. And look, what happens if you're disliked you know you could get ganged up by you know four or five dudes i mean it's cool that you know she handles it but that's also part of reality like are you showing it for real or are you showing this as like some fluff piece because in reality you know it's going to be very difficult for even a very strong impacted woman to take on five dudes at once i don't care what you know, weapons they have or how much training she has. And I'm not saying that she's weak. I'm just saying it's five freaking people against one, you know, but showing that I know, but showing that, you know, in a way it's like, what was the purpose of that? Well, they wanted to steal her blood for some reason. I don't know what the deal was trying to steal her blood for was, but uh, you know, it's, it's the typical thing every hero goes through, man or woman, that when they first make the scene, first come on the scene, somebody's got to try to prove how tough they are against them. And well, I think that was a lot with this, that these these thugs got a hold of, you know, some Asgardian artifacts. I figured, oh, this will even the score. <laughs> it didn't come anywhere close. Well, and it I shouldn't think, have come in close. Well, I think that, first of all, Emil Blonsky, I don't think he's redeemed at all. I think he's fooling everybody. And maybe he's behind it. Maybe he wants her blood for something. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but 
it, it, that whole thing seemed kind of weird. But is that in the comics too? Those groupies that were in love yeah, with him? Yeah, it's like six or eight wives. No. He's is he going to be a polygamist? <laughs> going to be a Mormon on his meditation center? No, Blons- Blonsky was, he was like in love with uh, a Russian ballerina. And because, you know, his job was a spy, you know, they could never be together. And eventually she finds out that he's, you know, the abomination. I think she rejects him, which even puts him in, in even worse frame of mind. But no, he's not out looking for flower children to uh, have a good time with. Yeah, it's like, well, why throw that crap in there? It's just ridiculous. Well, I think they can't put the whole Russian thing right now. It's just not appropriate for the time. Well, that's true, but I think they film well. I'm also, sure it's a it's a great before. it's a great way to show just more different ways of sexuality. Like you don't have to be monogamous; you could have eight wives. You know that's cool. Mm. That's true. Um, and Wong, God, one is trouble enough. <laughs> why isn't it. why isn't why didn't they put Wong in jail? I mean, he basically <laughs> he yeah. broke out the abomination, and he just basically it's like. It's not his fault. I did it. I wanted him in the fight club. And then I gave him the chance to stay in Dr. Strangeland. And he decided to go back to his cell. You know, that's a crime what he did. <laughs> if, if yeah, he but takes- you see, this is this is this is Wong, you know, because he lives in the mountains of I don't know, wherever. I forget what it's called. The jar is Tromage or whatever the hell. Wherever it is, you know, and that he's he's the Sorcerer Supreme. He just I I was kind of surprised he took that kind of attitude because he's like, you know, almost a little arrogant. Yes. That he didn't have that arrogance before of, you know, like <laughs> I'm a sorcerer sorcerer supreme. You're your rules are pointless and can't be applied to me. You know, like I, I never picked up on that in Wong's personality before he might bend the rules, but out outright break the law like that. I, I didn't think that was in him. Yeah. I was wondering, if you, but maybe. then he's, he's singing karaoke with Aquafina. You know, he's in a fight club. I don't know. Wong, Do I don't he- think we ever really knew the real Wong. Do you think he might be a scroll? If he wasn't using all that magic, I would I would put him on the scroll suspect list. Yeah, it, it's just I I don't like what they're doing with the character Wong. First of all, I don't like that he's a sorcerer supreme, you know, and that he's again, he's like he's like Captain Marvel and he's like She-Hulk, where he's like well, I'm better than than you. I'm, and, and I hate that attitude when these superheroes take it. Like where they, they yes, they know. Well, in a situation with Captain Marvel, she is the strongest superhero in the MCU, but she pushes it over and over and over again. More Brie Larson does that. She Hulk thinks she's better than the Hulk, which I'm pretty sure she's not. And then. Wong is pushing the fact that he's source of supreme, you know, and that uh, Doctor Strange he's has to listen to him. He, he's yeah, an, he was. He's annoying. He, he like said a, he said every title, you know, like excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before I could see him 
you know, like in uh, Doctor, the second Doctor Strange movie, you know, he he's just doing it to great on Stephen Strange. But here it just seemed, it seemed out of character. He did it in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, too. And it's just, I don't know, it's just really weird. When you think about, like, Infinity War, when we first saw Wong and Doctor Strange in the Sanctum Centaurum, and he says, well, I'm going to go get a sandwich. And uh, he goes, you want me to pick you up something? And, you know, he didn't have enough money. It, that's not the same character that we have now. That's why I wonder if it's a scroll. You know, maybe something happened during the blip or something, and he's gone, and there's a scroll taking over him because he's such a jerk. And Marvel but, keeps pushing him in every damn movie. But the, the scrolls can imitate somebody, but they've always had to use you know gadgets to like mimic the hero's powers. You know, so yeah, so you know, they did have a, a part with uh, in Secret Invasion that the scrolls got superpowers because they had stolen the genetic material from all these heroes and kind of mixed it all up in a test tube and did wacky stuff. But before that, the scrolls could just impersonate somebody. You know that that scene where. Uh, Captain Marvel's in the bar and she blows up the jukebox and Nick Fury's like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, scrolls can't do that. You know? Yeah. That, that's a good way to show it, but he never knew what a scroll could do and not do. Hmm. So maybe they're just kind of playing it fast and loose with the uh, scrolls and now they can mimic powers. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, Until that show starts. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But so far, I was very disappointed in this episode. And I am starting to slowly go over to the side where people are saying the show hates men. You know, they're making a fool of the Hulk, which I'm kind of glad we didn't see him in this episode. And I, I'm hoping that we don't see him for a while until he gets his maybe a movie. But I don't think he needs to be there for now. All right, let's get into some news. So, yeah, continuing with She-Hulk. So the She-Hulk writers, this is something I don't like, too. Like, whenever there's a series or something, I know they have to promote it, but, like, they'll have the writers and the directors have interviews, and and they go on to say crap that just annoys the hell out of me. It's just write, just shut up and write, just do your job. You don't need to, you're not a star. You're not, like, the stars of the show. I, I don't understand why they would have to, specifically make a big deal with writers putting them on youtube for interviews and and this is disney and marvel doing it too uh, it's um, i think that they're proud that everything uh, that's is being written by women it's being directed by women i think there's a female composer they want to push the fact that this is a female centric show you know well hooray for them but i think you should kind of not treat them like stars just because they're women because you wouldn't do that with other writers and directors, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, so they came out and uh, some one of the writers said something stupid where she was talking about how she has to write for She-Hulk and then I have to write for He-Hulk. And so a lot of people saw that as problematic because are they going to start introducing pronouns for the Hulk? Are we going to see that change like in the comics 
where his his name is going to be changed to the He Hulk from the Hulk. God, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. That, that doesn't make any that, sense. That, that whole thing just reeked of. As as we've been saying the word, we seem to throw it around a lot. Agenda, and it's ridiculous. He's been the Hulk for. 60 years now now we've got to change give him a pronoun in front like come on well you know we have different views about pronouns um you know everyone's entitled that if they want to be called whatever they want to be called that that's fine you know i'm not going to take that away from you but i don't think you should take it away from our characters that are beloved like if you're offended by the fact by uh, I'm trying to even think of like some of the words that they had issues with, like common day words. Oh, manhole cover. They want to change the name of manhole cover because they feel that it's it's too gender specific. <laughs> I'm not kidding. These are people that have nothing to do in their lives. Except complain, it seems. Except find something to complain about. I I, I mean, I would think that the Hulk is neutral. So that would really be the defense on my end of why it would not be changed because it's neutral. It's, it's perfect. Why, why would you need to separate the pronouns of it when it's just the Hulk? Because then if it's the Hulk, it, it would imply to both of them because both of them are Hulks. It's just one is identifying as female and one is male. Why do we have to say she or he when it could be neutral, which is the Hulk? We can't say it's it because that would be a little too confusing. Well, I, in the in the beginning, when I used to follow the Hulk, he was kind of an it because he was a monster. You know, I mean, that's how I kind of saw him. But there are some people that are so strongly opposed to anything that refers to gender again they, they don't like the words mother and father they want to just use the word parents uh and just they they don't want to see the word male or female and any sort of thing so it makes me wonder if they are going to go after him and even superman he's got man there maybe they'll just call him the super or spider-man call him the spider i i would not be surprised if we see that in the future where people are going to be complaining that it's too gender specific and that this is not the world we live in now, but this is, this is not the world that some people live in now, but for the most part, I, I think the majority of human beings on this earth. Except- Should tell these people to shut up. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, all right. We'll have Jack say that for us. Hey, I'm I have I have a very tough time with it. You know, I could I could see if it's in regards to an individual person, but if a common object contains the word man or whatever, it's it's there are too there are too many other problems in the world to mm. solve that you should be complaining because it's called a manhole cover because most of the people who work in the sewers are men and that's how they access underground and the sewers. If 
go go volunteer at a soup kitchen instead of complaining <laughs> about something stupid like that. Amen. Thank you, you know, Jack, for go, saying that. Go do a clothing drive. Just do something that's actually going to help people rather than just sounding like a nut. There's a reason I call it the woke and nutty because sane people shouldn't be carrying on like this. There's too many things in the world that need fixing that being offended over the name of a common object, you know, is, is just ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know that <laughs> manhole had to do with the fact that men were considerous, but uh, it's, a, for... it's a whole cover. Oh, no, it makes sense. I didn't climb into it. I just, for whatever reason, I just like, oh, manhole cover. Someone came up with See, it. Look, it's such a common term. You didn't even know what it was used for. No, I didn't know yeah, that, that didn't men think... were going into holes. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> even think of it. Either. Are they fixing the sewers and fighting the alligators down there? You know? See, mm. we're learning something every day. All right. So Ryan Johnson defends The Last Jedi, and he says he's even more proud of the film now. He said, when I was up at bat, I really swung at the ball. I think it's impossible for any of us to approach Star Wars without thinking about it as myth that we were raised with and how that myth, that story baked itself into us and affected us. The ultimate intent was not to strip away. The intent was to get to the basic, fundamental, powerful power of myth. And ultimately, I hope the film is the affirmation of power of the myth of Star Wars in our lives. And, you know, a lot of people had complaints of his view of, of Luke Skywalker. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the movie and I, and I think it would have been nice if he would have done the last movie too, you know, as follow up, but I don't know. What, what are I would have loved to seen where he had gone because like I said, I, the last Jedi has gotten better and better to me in the year since it's come out. There's a lot of good stuff in that movie. And people just hate on it. Now you, you've seen The Last Jedi, Fedra, right? Yeah. I think I'm just tired, so I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> Can you guys help me out? <laughs> it was the movie after The Force Awakens. Okay, There's... so it's the one you don't like, right? No, I don't like The Rise of Skywalker. Which gets worse every time I watch it. Yeah, and I told oh, you that okay. when it first came out. Okay, so Last Jedi is when um, Ray finds him on the island and yes. he's teaching her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was that kind of weird, disturbing one with those little nuns and those things that produce the blue milk that he loves so much. The movies. <laughs> that was just weird. I was just like, okay, is that a Freudian slip right there? Is there something about mommy issues or something? Okay. Oh, damn. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the the slip in there of Luke not being perfect, because I will admit when I watched La uh, of um, the Last Hope. Sorry, um, I'm turning into you guys. I don't even remember anything. <laughs> I'm hope? like, which which one? Number one, number five. <laughs> like I'm at the deli all of a Takes sudden. Takes a while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like for. For the for the film for the first few films of seeing Luke, I truly thought he was perfect. Like he can't do no wrong, and that's what I think I like about the whoa, Last whoa, Jedi whoa, whoa. and the Rising of the Jedi. Yeah, I really he, did. I thought like well, he could he, 
you're saying the first few films you thought he was perfect yeah i really thought like luke would never do any harm like he would he could never be a bad guy or he'd never do a bad thing you know it's like one of those guys that you see and you're like oh he could never even hurt a fly you know like he's just so good but that's what i liked about the last jedi and the rising because it showed that luke was flawed deeply flawed and it showed that that side that you know we've seen in other people whether they're so wrapped up in their art or their craft and they get sucked in and then you know they say oh it could only be this way and i really liked that part of the writing because i did always think that way like what if what if you know they found a sith within the jedi that were training and what would you do with it how do you, how do you cope with that are you any better if you say like oh we need to take that one out like then you're no better than the sith because that's what the Sith does. The Sith has a challenge. There can only be two, right? So if there's three or four, Tua, you got to go. <laughs> you know, it's not all peace and love and harmony like the Jedi say. So that's what I enjoyed about it because it showed a, a side of Luke that I never considered. And maybe that's just me being, you know, gullible and naive when I was seeing it younger. But that's really what I enjoyed to see Luke kind of misunderstood you know, kind of like in quarantine, you know, locked down on this island for too long with these little furry guys. And finally, he sees like another human who happens to be a very beautiful woman who kind of resembles his sister, by the way. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll train you. Sure. I'll train you the way, you know, and, you know, it's just it's just a lot of these little parallels. Well, in how, fairness, how... she was backed up by a pissed off walking. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> there was that, too. So, you know, that maybe saved her uh, from being hit on by Luke. That would have been weird in the film. It's like, yeah, you remind me of someone from long ago. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't have that in there. This is Disney. <laughs> so well, it's, I not, it's not Star Wars anymore. It's Disney. <laughs> See, I, I always thought Luke was kind of weak. You know, again, he's like a teenager, still not an adult proper, I would say especially like an empire like he kept messing up during his training and when he fought vader he did a good job but he's still lost and then he lost to the emperor too i just kind of felt like he wasn't perfect in that way when you say perfect i think you're meaning that he was goody two shoes yeah okay yeah he'd be the hall monitor for for sure in our galaxy <laughs> <laughs> What? I mean, stop me if I lie, you know? You will go no. back to class. <laughs> no, but I I really feel like I, I do like The Last Jedi. I mean, there's some parts I, I don't like about it, but what I liked about it, well, one thing I really liked about it was the cinematography. I thought it looked really nice. Oh, it yes. looked a lot different than most of the Star Wars movies we've seen. And I liked that there was a lot of twists in it. Where, again, like you said, Luke, all of a sudden, he kind of turns his back on the Jedi. It looks like he may have tried to murder his nephew. That part, what I didn't like about that was he lies in the beginning and he basically is like, well, Kylo Ren, you know, he tried to destroy my, uh, my Jedi camp, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And uh, he killed some of my Jedi took some of the students or whatever and i felt so bad i had to go off so he didn't mention the part where it's like i walked into his tent and i was about to kill him and he caught me you know and then 
Kylo Ren mentions that to Ray, and she's like, "Well, what's the truth?" And then Luke's like, "Well, it's a little bit of this. It's a little bit of that." <laughs> you know, it's like, no, it's not. It, it should have been Kylo Ren's view of things that Luke basically decided that I need to to kill Kylo Ren because I think he's going to be bad. I, I I almost feel like Mark Hamill went up to Ryan Johnson and it's like, "You can't." have me be a bad guy you can't you can't have luke skywalker me be a bad guy me trying to kill my own nephew so you have to put this third scene in there showing that it's a little bit of both and that i changed my line at the very last minute because i'm one hell of a guy and one hell of a jedi and i I can definitely see that i yeah yeah, i I agree almost guarantee you that's what what happened because uh yeah, he'll probably like use that. the fans. Like, think of the fans. They won't like that. That's not what Luke is, you know? <laughs> well, Hamill. Killing their childhood. Well, Hamill was bitching and complaining, too, like while this movie was being filmed and when it came out that he was disappointed in how Luke was portrayed. And again, it's like, just shut the hell up and just act. I mean, I guess I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite because if like Superman was being treated like crap, by a director and the actor kind of stood up and said, well, Superman wouldn't do that. I'd probably go, that's right. You know, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I think with Mark Hamill, I just feel like he does think he's Luke Skywalker and I don't see anything wrong with Luke having doubts. And even George Lucas came out and said, well, that's kind of what I was going to go with. You know, that, you know, like you said, Pedro, well, I, mean, I guess I said it, Luke isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think in Lucas's treatment, it was going to be similar to that. So Lucas was completely fine with it. It's just some of the fans and Mark Hamill had issues with what was done. And another thing that I really liked about it is that there was that surprise scene where, you know, Kylo Ren just killed Snoke out of the blue. No one saw that coming. Absolutely and- not, considering how everybody was so psyched up about the identity of Snoke. Yeah. And just like, no, I'm just taking him off the board. He's done. (laughs) Oh, I didn't like that character. He looked disgusting. He looked so freaky and weird. And I mean, it made sense to me when it was occurring, because again, it goes back to that rule. There can only be, you know, two. And if there's two, then one is, is going to definitely take the lead. And I feel like Snokes was always pressuring Kyla anyway. So honestly, if I was going to go the Sith side, I'd be like, well, you know, you pushed me too far. So now I want it all. So you're going to be taken out, you know, and then I'll take the girl. And then I'll take Luke and then it'll just be me, you know, like very mafia-esque, you know, like that's how I could see that attitude with Kylo. But even Kylo was very childish. Just so whiny throughout the whole thing. I mean, that's why even when they were like putting up this facade that he's going to be bigger and he's going to be tougher. And it's like, no, you're actually not. Like, I do like that they showed a little bit of weakness with Ray. I think they still made her too fast maturing. But maybe they wanted to do that because, you know, they say scientifically women do mature faster because of the whole, you know, life creation thing. So fine. If you want to go there and do that in this sci-fi way, okay, I'll give you that. But I I mean, still, you you could see that even she was immature in, in the way that she acted in the way that she trained, too. So I liked that pairing of the two, like how they're both 
trying to figure it out. But I also, if you play devil's advocate, you know, we're also talking about Luke's nephew and he may not have a close relationship with the nephew, but he certainly has a close with relationship with Han and his sister. Hmm. So it's like, at the same time, I'm like, if you're very true to the, to the force and you are a Jedi that was taught by freaking Yoda, how, how could that darkness take over you to say, yeah, he's got to go. I'm going to go in that hut and I'm going to kill him. And then everybody's going to be like, but he didn't. He just kind of was going to. And it's just like, no. I mean, really, if you want to have that belief that, you know, that the Jedi force is just as strong as the Sith and they're so strong with their ethics, that should have never occurred. So I don't know, like I could go both ways on that and, and, and see, but I think what you're, what you said, Joe is really what happened. You know, they went back and forth in the writing and they're like, well, he's got to have a little bit of both because, you know, again, maybe with this agenda or maybe with this new generation, they just can't believe a person could actually be good. Like they're like every single person can be corrupted. Which yeah. I go, that's toward the devil, okay? So I'm going to say, no, that ain't true. There are good people in this world. There always will be some good people, and they'll be the light, but they'll also be the dark. <laughs> Sorry, I went that way, but, you know. Where'd your southern accent come from? What was that all about? Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> well, it's not deliverance. It's more like, I, I you know, religion. For, <laughs> I was waiting for Fedra. There are good people in the world. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I um my mother's interpretation would be cursing, so we can't do it <laughs> on this show. So but maybe maybe a special limited edition one day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for charity. <laughs> okay, everybody, get in line, get in line. Money for the children. Come on, come on. <laughs> Babushka. Babushka, yes. Um yeah, so I, I think we we all kind of like the Last Jedi. It's 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 too bad I can't watch the Rise of Skywalker anymore. My Star Wars experience ends at the Last Jedi, and I probably should just end it earlier before there is an ending. Just to that's the end of Star Wars in my book because I hate the Rise of Skywalker. Ugh. And then again, Luke. Has to make a point, which again, I, I think that he went to J.J. Abrams and said, we need to fix what they did to Luke. And and when she sees uh, Luke on Act 2 in The Rise of Skywalker, and she's like, but you told me this. And he's like, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, That was just like a slight at Ryan Johnson. Oh, God, I hate that movie. All right, let's move on. Uh, so I was in uh, Disney Springs this, a couple of days ago and I was walking around. I was listening to, had, I always want to listen to something. So I was listening to Overlord DVD and he, again, he's a, a great spreader of rumors and some of them come out to be true. And then sometimes they don't, but his whole thing is he's pushing his new rumors that Chris Evans will return as Captain America, but they will change the character so that he is less has less ties to America. Did you guys listen to that clip I sent you? No. I didn't get a chance. I don't even to know what that means. It, I know the guy. <laughs> How is he less America less connected to America? He's Captain America. So from what I heard, 
what he said is that the writers of Star Wars and it, some Disney, I guess, big wigs, they don't like the fact that the MAGA, the Trump MAGA people are big fans of Captain America and that they kind of associate him with patriotism, which I didn't know if that's the case or not. Like if. Wow. So you're making it political all over again. Those hypocrites. Well, again, this is a rumor, you know, I I don't know if this is true or not, but he's saying that, uh, you know, the Disney executives don't like the fact that they're kind of, Captain America is tied to the the Trump people or the MAGA people. So what they are going to do is they're going to bring back Captain America from the multiverse. This will be a different Captain America, but this time he will not be tied to America. He'll be a globalist, meaning that kind of like what they did with Superman. Wow. Where Superman denounced his American patriotism and says that I am a hero for the world and not for this country. They're going to do that with Captain America. Again, this is a rumor. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. Maybe these people should possibly read the source material a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's really disgusting on, on many levels. Yeah. Because I mean, Captain America, you know, and he, I mean, they've had some story arcs on this, how, you know, he is for the ideals of America. He is not for following a person. You know, he's all for the freedom, the independence. But, you know, it's sort of like, I, now, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but go when, on, Trump, go. when Trump was asking for vows of obedience, that people swear allegiance to him versus mm-hmm the office of the president, you know, which I don't know if that was true or not. That could just be crazy talk or whatever, but it wouldn't surprise me where, you know, Captain America has told the president, you know what? I, I don't, I don't go along with this. You're wrong. You know, because, you know, that's against the American, American way, you know, so tying, tying, Captain America to MAGA, just that doesn't come from the character. That comes from impressions that people are putting on the character. Well, that's kind of like, again, some of the people are trying to get rid of, you know, like the, the American flag, the, I don't know if it was the one that Betsy Ross had done, where how, Jack would know more than me the first one like had 13 stars the american flag yeah Yeah. the original yeah Yeah, 13 colonies each colony yeah Yeah, okay so i had 13 stars so some group said that that flag is racist because there is a uh a hate group that that uses that flag in their um their website or something like that, or they, their members have t-shirts with it on. Um, and so they're like, well, we need to get rid of that flag now. And it's like, no, just because they're using it doesn't mean that it's a symbol of racism. That's yeah, not because what- it, just because it was co-opted by them for whatever 
reason they want to use it. And that doesn't mean it should go. And that's the same thing with the MAGA. Like if they dress up as Captain America or whatever, you know, and they, they seem to like the character, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that they need to change the whole character of Captain America because uh, how some of their writers might think that MAGA people are, are all evil or whatever. I don't know, it's just ridiculous. But again, well, it, it's it's I'm, a rumor. It's a rumor. Well, even even in that, I think it's also what I find disgusting is that they're taking certain symbols and they're projecting it onto one group, which if you I don't even know how I want to say this, because if you look at patriot patriotism. That should be being a patriot for your country means you're loyal and you are thinking of your country as honorable and that you represent it by, you know, having love and honor and faith and, and just good representation of your country. So that's that's not for either political party to say that that is just ours or that is just one representation of one party or one group that that right there is is very hypocritical if you're if you're a patriot of your country you're you're a patriot for the entire country mm. no matter what and then if you take that away from captain america you're taking away a fundamental piece of what the character represents and then if you then take the fact that now he's not going to represent America, he's going to represent the world, then I would say you're now discrediting Superman because Superman is supposed to be the icon that represents the world, that represents all of he, humanity. He makes more sense, Superman, even though I still think he should stand for the American way. But he is a world superhero. Captain America, in his name... <laughs> He specifically is supposed to be for the United States. He was born out of the United States. He is, you know, where Superman is um, a uh, orphan from the planet Krypton. Steve was born in Brooklyn and he fought during World War II. And was it the, in the movie, Jack? I forget. I, I, I'm, I, maybe I'm confusing Wonder Woman. Was it World War II? Yeah, no, it was World War II. Yeah, it was World Captain War II. America. Captain America was in World War II. But Wonder Woman in the comics, I think it was was World War II in the comics, but in the movies yeah, it was World War One. World War One was too early for that whole the rise of the superheroes. Yeah. Well, yeah, also I, also in the film, you know, he he takes the serum and he volunteers himself. And he volunteers himself as what? A veteran. A veteran of what? America. Not of the world. America. That's, again, why I find the connection of Captain America. So that's why I, I feel like it's almost dismantling the entire character and the background of the character if you if you change this. Hopefully it's just a rumor. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's kind of, you know, there's, there's no I, reason I, why. I this crap stops. Like, what's next? They're going to get rid of Main Street USA and Disney World because they don't want to offend visiting foreigners? I, I think at some point they're going to get rid of Disney. Or they'll get rid of his statue. 
because they're going to come up with some excuse. Well, they're going to say he was a Nazi or a, a Nazi sympathizer or he didn't like specific races. And uh, it, it's coming. It hasn't come yet, but I have a feeling that it will come unless things change. Uh, and hopefully they will. But 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 my point, too, is like, why can't the left and the right equally like Captain America? It's like two little kids. It's kind of like, well, if you like them, that means I can't like them. You know, so we yeah. got to get rid of them. Exactly. It's just stupid. Uh, Mark Ruffalo wants to play Hulk on the big screen again, possibly is in Planet Hulk, World War Hulk, or the Maestro from Future Imperfect. I'm for it. I think I like Ruffalo as the Hulk. I'm okay with it because I want more stories of the Hulk, but I agree with Joe that he's not the greatest, but hey, it's what we got. Yeah, he's got to turn back to the Savage Hulk. I think he's kind of, and maybe this is a bad word to use now. He's a sissy in a way. He's not the the Hulk that when when you look at when you compare the Hulk that we have now to the Incredible Hulk movie, the one that had Edward Norton in it, those are completely different Hulks. And this one is just not. I'm I'm more tied to the incredible Hulk than I am to Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Cause he's just too much like Mark Ruffalo. I just wish they would change that. And I wish, unfortunately, I, I think that the only way they're going to change that now is if Ruffalo decides to leave, because I, I'm sure that he made a stink about it. It's like, well, you know, I, you know, if I'm going to be the Hulk, I want to be able to talk as him and I want to, you know, where I, I don't have to, you know, let it be one character. Let me be intelligent. Like the, in the comic book, we need to get rid of that Hulk. It, he's just boring. And I just want to see him. I want to see the old Hulk back again. Okay. Okay. Happiness. Happiness. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Grace Randolph, I don't know if you, you guys know this person. She's like, She's on Twitter a lot and she gets some scoops for Marvel, Star Wars, DC. Um, So she says that Marvel is actually, according to her sources, they're open to casting Henry Cavill as one of their superheroes. And I think she did a poll and it came back that Wonder Man was the highest with 34%. Mr. Fantastic got 10%. Wolverine got 33%. And then there were other characters. Would you like to see Henry Cavill in the MCU? I I I, I would because I, I think he's I like him. I think he's very good. I like him as Superman. I liked him in the Mission Impossible movie. I liked him even in the uh what was it called? El Noah, you know, when he was playing Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I didn't see that. That was no, that was the one with the the girl from Stranger Things. I didn't see it. No, I I didn't even know he did it, that. It was on Netflix, but uh, she ends. She's playing Sherlock Holmes's niece. You know, Henry Cavill is Sherlock Holmes. Um, I think he's good, but. 
I'd hate to lose him as Superman because I think that's my thing. Yeah. I think he he's got that look. He really does. It's a good point. I hate to lose him as Superman. If only he could get someone who likes superheroes to write a script for him. You know. But in the Marvel universe, I'm I'm trying to think who who has that. Physically, he probably suits Wonder Man very close in the look. Wonder Man, I would say, is like a. But he Wonder Man's like a C lister. I was just going to say that he's a C grade superhero. Right. Um. What do you mean by that? I don't know what you mean. Well, you have your A listers like uh, Spider Man. You have your B listers like Iron Man. At one point, was a B lister. Like people knew him, but you know, like you could ask anybody's like grandmother, "What do you know about Spider Man?" And she could give you a, a whole bunch of stuff right off the top of her head. Gotcha. You know, B listers. I would say B-listers were are like Captain America and Thor. Yeah, because like the the A-listers used to be the Fantastic Four, Spider Man, and Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. Um, I would say like a C-lister for me would be Sasquatch. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's I don't want to see, I don't want them to make a bigger deal out of that character than it needs to be. Like what they're doing with Echo. It's like she doesn't need a series. Yeah. And I don't think Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Man, which sounds like Wonder Woman, needs a series. And I can't see him as Mr. Fantastic unless he loses a lot of weight. And I don't want to see him as Wolverine. He's too buff for Mr. Fantastic. No, he's too tall to be uh, Wolverine and too skinny. Yeah. And um, Wolverine's got to be short and wide and hairy. Well, Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman was tall, so they, yeah. They- I mean, they, they. I mean, he had the look, but he should have been technically shorter. But I mean, he was the best so so far as like close, in my opinion. But still, you know, Ed Norton, I think, would make a, a great Mister Fantastic. Hmm. Mm, I I don't know about that actually. I think he, I think he. Oh, actually, we're going to get to, but I will also mention Captain Britain. That's probably one that he could play, but that's a Superman knockoff, basically, from Marvel. How many knockoffs of Superman are there? You guys were saying Shazam. You're saying Shazam, Wonder Boy, uh, Wonder Man now. Sorry, I had the Sentinel. Huh. Um, Supreme. I mean, uh, dad. you know, and then also Homelander. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that guy in Invincible. The Plutonium. <laughs> you know, there, there, there's so many ripoffs of Superman. But anyway, so Fantastic Four. So getting on to more rumors. So she said that uh, she heard that Disney is interested in some actors that are uh, for, for Mr. Fantastic. And she says one, which I'm kind of annoyed that she didn't say who it was, but she says one has worked on a huge Disney franchise before. 
And I was trying to think about who it could be, the huge Disney franchise. And what came to my mind right away was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Because a franchise has got to be more than one movie. Well, I don't think it would be Johnny Depp. I, I think that they burn bridges, but maybe Orlando Bloom. I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> At yeah. this point, he's too old to play Johnny Storm. No, talking about Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, but I can't see him as Mr. I, I can't see him either. <laughs> I was another person that is involved in the franchise with Disney is The Rock. I'm sure he thinks he could play Mr. Fantastic. Just so he has the name Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> he has people call him that as it is. So he can copyright it. <laughs> but again, yeah. like this guy is so delusional. Like he's like, I could play James Bond. I can play Mark Henry. I can play Johnny Storm. I can play Mr. Fantastic. But he probably would be a decent Maybe not. So he's got the shape of the thing, you know, but I don't think he's got the thing's voice. This guy was thinking. Yeah, but the thing is, he would he would want to be covered up with. That's true. Well, yeah, he would make that point. He's like, I'll be the thing, but we'll make it now where he doesn't have rocks on him. He'll be completely naked. (laughs) Run around in a blue Speedo for the whole movie. Yuck. Um, so Pedro- I'm still stumped on Henry Cavill in the Marvel Universe. Hmm. Pedro Pascal plays the Mandalorian. What do you think about him as Mr. Fantastic? Uh, no, I don't see him as Mr. Fantastic. I, I can. I think out of all of them, like if you go into Star Wars, you got... Pedro Pascal, you got Ewan McGregor, you got Adam Driver. Out of those, I'd probably say Pedro Pascal. Adam Driver could probably pull off a good Dr. Doom, though. Yes. Very good, Jack. Very good call. Yeah, because whoever whoever plays him would have to be imposing, you know, physically. And he, he he is a very tall guy. And I think the fans, they want John Krasinski. Um, that's still a possibility, I think. I think, you know what? I think he would be a good Reed Richards. Like the Reed Richards now in the comics, that he's not as uh, cold and analytical. I think, I think Krasinski would do well. I think they're going to announce something during uh, D23, which is this month. So hopefully it'll be good, but I have a feeling I'll be disappointed. For Sue Storm, the, the pictures you sent over, any of those girls could be a very good Sue Storm. Yeah, I thought Lily James looked really good. I, I would go with her. Yeah, they're all, I'm, I'm looking at them all, and yeah, that's going to be a tough call, I think. They all have that right look. I don't know. Like Amanda Seyfried, she was in, uh, she was Alice in Alice in Wonderland, I think. Or I, I know, she, no, maybe she wasn't. Um, she was in Mamma Mia. She's I, been in a lot of things. She's pretty good. 
I don't know, but I would really, really like to see Lily James. Anyway, and well, speaking Lily, of Lily James, definitely has that all-American look, girl look to her. Even though she's not American, I know, but she does. You know, just yeah. No, she's cute. Girl, girl next door vibe. Is that what you mean? The upper left corner. Yep. Yeah. Now she knows who she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Speaking of Wonder Man, the Wonder Man series is it's actually going to be on Disney Plus, And they have signed Ben Kingsley to return as Trevor Slattery from who is the, the Mandarin in uh, Iron Man 3. And he was in Shang-Chi. Okay. So he's going to just pretend to be an actor again. Very good actually- question, Fedra. Or is he going to be the the Mandarin? <laughs> I, I I don't understand why they're doing it. It's like, is he going to have that pet thing from Sang Chi with him? No, that's yeah, I forgot about that. Oh God, I hope that's left behind. What was his name? Was it uh, Trevor? No, that's his name. Yeah, it's some fancy Something. British name. Um, but yeah, no, I can't see. It. Why do we need him? Like, what is he going to add? To, he's a good actor. Oh, maybe character. Maybe they're trying to connect Ching Chi, so then they could have like Wonder Man with Ben Kingsley, and then introduce Shang Chi somehow, or maybe do like uh, before his father's death, like encompassing all of that, or telling him about the days that I was the Mandarin. Did you know about this and that and the other, and then you know, kind of put that in there. And then all of a sudden Shang-Chi visits Wonder Man and be like, that was my father. And this guy's a fraud. He's an actor. And like, I don't know. And then Wong, of course, comes out of the wall. Yeah, I was going to say that. (laughs) He'll make a little trip for sure in that series. Yeah, Yeah, because I feel like I feel that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, like, use all these series to connect them to the next phase so that it can all like tie together and and it just gives you a a little bit of everything it's like it's like these are all the appetizers for the main course but we have to have a little bit of everything so that we can tie everyone together otherwise like you said it's just individual films and it's like well how is this all going to come together how is all the multiverse going to come together how is kong going to you know be in all this and and doctor doom and i feel like they're just doing it slowly bits by bits in these series to again keep people on disney plus as as subscribers but then also to keep the hype on everybody uh going to the films in the theaters too yeah maybe they'll have ben kingsley twerk i hope not uh that guy played gandhi i don't want to see gandhi yeah twerk. that's true yeah <laughs> no i was being sarcastic oh i know <laughs> i took it there <laughs> put that image in your mind everybody <laughs> So comic book resources is, is reporting that Henry Cavill is the top contender to play the new James Bond. This guy is very popular. Yeah. All it, of a sudden, I'm they, glad I watched man of steel. I wouldn't know who the heck he is. They want him to be <laughs> Superman. They want him to be wonder man. They want him to be James Bond. I could see him as James Bond though, but 
I mean, I would I would want to see someone else. Me too. Because I, I like keeping Henry in in the the Superman and and Marvel route. Like I'd rather keep him in Superman and and in Wonder Man than moving him into James Bond. But I mean, Henry's got to eat, so he's got to do a lot of roles, I guess. I wish they would they would get an unknown to play James Bond. And that's what I would think because this way they could have him around for younger and relatively, maybe not completely unknown, but not of a star caliber of like Henry Cavill because he'll he'd get too expensive too quickly. Yeah, really. So I, I think they're gonna, and I think they want younger because aren't the Bond movies like there's they're stretching it like three years between each now, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they want to have, have somebody who's going to be able to stick around a little longer. Well, they used to do it even longer than that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool to have Bond around. Like they also mentioned Tom Hardy and Idris Elba, which they've been mentioning for years. Yeah. I, I just want to see someone that looks like the character from the books, an unknown. Like for me, the person who I felt looked just the most like Bond for me was um, Timothy Dalton. Hmm. But just that crisp, clean cut look. I had, you know, he was British. He had the black hair. Um, he wasn't too much of a clown like Roger Moore made him out to be. <laughs> well, Roger Moore, so he turned Bond into a spoof. Yeah, it was dangerously close to Austin Powers. Uh, all right, last one. So Black Adam starred uh, The Rock. Says he's very optimistic about a potential Marvel versus DC crossover. Of course he is. It would be his dream to fight himself on screen. Exactly. <laughs> you knew exactly <laughs> where I was going to. I'll be the new Captain America. And Black Adam at the same time. You guys can CGI me, right? Right here, right here. You just chisel me here. It'll make me a little foggy right here. Oh, God. I don't know. I, at the rate Warner Brothers is going, who knows? Yeah, there's always rumors, which is like silly rumors. It's still I don't think it's ever going to happen. Bought them. I mean, the only thing that makes me happy is that it won't just be him. There'll be actual DC and Marvel, and maybe they can get it really nice with graphics and hopefully a good story with minimal agendas. Maybe this could be the next thing that's as big as Infinity War and Endgame. Maybe. Just, maybe. Adapt, just adapt JLA versus Avengers. Well, I think what the problem is, though, it's only going to be advantageous for DC. Marvel doesn't need DC. They're doing very good on their own. You know, so why the hell? That would make me go to the theaters. Like, that would make me be like, all right, let me give it a try. But I'm not doing it for The Rock. I'm doing it just to see what they would do. You know, what what new exciting things and how they would bring that together. Henry Cavill is Superman versus Chris Helmsworth is Thor. No, it would be nice. But I'm just saying he's delusional. I, I think that 
he kind of feels he's got power with DC as Black Adam because he thinks Black Adam is going to be the new Superman. You know, he's going to be the character that holds the glue together for oh, DC, yeah. according to him. He's got all the him. good ideas, you know. But he also thinks he can play that crap with Disney, too, and say, hey, look, Jungle Cruise made a lot of money. If you want me to make three or four movies with you, we're going to have to have a crossover. And he's, then Disney He's will... such a great Samaritan, Joe. He's bringing them together. I, again, yeah. I'm making this up. It's ru like rumor, making my own rumors, you know. Right. But I, I'm sure Disney would just drop them. Because, they, you know what it is? I'm sure there are also people that are like, yeah, The Rock is very hot right now. But at some point, he's not going to be hot, you know. It always happens. I don't know. Sometimes I have this like little daydream of you that you have like somebody on the inside, and then every once in a while they're like, "Joe, are you ready?" And then they give you a call. Yeah, what's up? And then you get all the news, and then you put it in here like little crumbs, <laughs> and it's like Joe was right. And he's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> and you're like, and then you're like, like, you know, give me what Joe next. calls <laughs> Overlord. They're waiting for and the news. Gives him a rumor. And then confirms it on Nerdalert. You know, it was funny when I was listening to that Overlord DVD. Again, I was in Disney Springs. And I was walking along and I figured what they were going to say. He was going to say, well, Captain America is going to be evil. Chris Evans is going to return as, as evil because I've been saying that for years now. And I say it like every couple episodes. If he's going to come back, he's going to come back as evil. And so Overlord DVD says, my source from WDW. I was like, what? <laughs> you know? And he paused. But I think it was like called WDW Project. And I was like, I, I really thought he was going to say NT. And the only one that reports Marvel stuff is me. <laughs> he would have been saying me. Uh, you know, it was, I was going to say, my source from WDWNT says Captain America will return and Chris Evans will play him, but he will be evil. He'll be Hydra Cap. Captain Hydra. Yeah. Nah, he'll be a globalist, which is just as bad as being evil. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me mail at jackm at wdwnt.com. And Pedro? You can follow me on Instagram. You could be my friend on Facebook and email me at fedra at wdwnt.com. And I was just going to say, and Joe. <laughs> and Joe. And if you want, you can email me at joeywwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. And I'll cut to the chase and say, finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 39. So until next time, see ya. Good night, everybody, and be good to each other. Good night.